Hello and welcome to Messages of Revival Podcast. This is Baslar Brown, and I'm actually sitting in a coffee shop right now called Axiom uh, with a friend of mine, Dominique, and I'm going to have him share his testimony with you. We're just going to chat and forth, uh, back and forth about revival and the anointing and whatever else is on our heart. So, hey, welcome to the podcast, man. It's good to have you with us. Why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us about you and tell us what God's doing. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, so my name's Dominic. Um, I would say you know, I've been a Christian my whole life, um, but here recently, about two years ago, I truly, I truly got saved, and I truly felt the Holy Spirit and the the power, of the anointing, and everything all my all my life. And um, so, yeah, that's just kind of a little quick intro about me. Um, I think I mean, throughout my life, I've moved around a lot my whole life. I've lived in about five different states here in the U.S. So. I finally settled down here in Texas, and I'm going to school here now, and um, yeah, so that's pretty so much when you, when, when you say um, you've been saved all your life, but really in the last two years you gave your heart to the Lord, mm-hmm. I mean, what do you mean by that? Well, yeah, so um, I grew up in a pretty, like, Presbyterian household. We okay. Usually everywhere we went, we went, we moved around, and we always went to a Presbyterian church. Um, and then the last place that we lived in Virginia, we kind of started experimenting with other churches and other denominations and uh, we we ended up finally moving here to Texas and going to the Assemblies of God here in church and then um, yeah it's just been it's been really like opening my eyes you know to the whole Pentecostal side of Christianity with you know, the awareness of the Holy Spirit and just how important that is that some other denominations don't quite get right you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying um, so, so with you going you were Presbyterian right mm-hmm. So, in the Presbyterian Church, did they ever um, pray a prayer of salvation with you at all? I don't think I don't think so because I was. I think the last time I lived, well, last time I really went to Presbyterian Church, I must have been like maybe maybe like 12, 12 years old. I think that was the last time I was ever in one. And then uh, growing up, I always went to. Um, we would we would kind of go. To, we would be a Christian family, right? We would go to church probably about, you know, as many Sundays as we could catch. You know what I mean? But we wouldn't be able to go every Sunday. But um, that was pretty much my whole life growing up, just going to church. We would only pray maybe together as a family before we ate dinner, and then the only other time I would pray is right before I got on a plane because those things are scary. Right. But, so 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 really, what we can say is going to church actually doesn't make you a Christian. Right. Yeah, because yeah. it's the prayer that makes you a believer right. in Jesus. But, um, and that's the problem with many churches. Many churches, even Pentecostal churches, even Pentecostal churches today do not give altar calls. They don't give altar calls. They don't pray the sinner's prayer with people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've been into churches where there are Pentecostal churches where I'll give an article on a Sunday and two-thirds of that church come down and give their heart to the Lord wow. or rededicate their life because yeah. they've never, ever had the opportunity to say the prayer. So when you think about stuff like that, um, and when we, you know, we talk about, okay, well, there was a Presbyterian church. Yeah, but we're talking about Pentecostals. We're talking about across the board. Mm-hmm. The church do not pray the sinner's prayer. And then people listening, there are going to be a lot of people that are going to be in hell one day because right. they never were ever given an opportunity. And they have this idea in their mind, as long as I'm going to church every day or every Sunday and, you know, maybe 
paying my tithes or whatever, mm -hmm. um, I'm going to heaven. And that's right. not how it works, you know. So yeah. that's the sad part about the the atmosphere in the church today. It's mm -hmm. it's in that position where many do not know the Lord yeah. and have never prayed the prayer. And I'm glad that you had that opportunity to do so, you know. Yeah, yeah I would say, like, really... Um, I can't really specifically narrow it down specifically a time in my life where I where I officially like pray or prayed that prayer because I've done it probably four or five times you know just sure. just dedicating then rededicating sure. and, and so um, but over these past couple of years I mean Jesus said um, John the Baptist baptizes you with water but I will come and baptize you with the Holy Spirit and I didn't really know what that meant and I and I always kind of like wondered what that meant right. And I actually had this opportunity. So just to kind of give you a little bit of a background, this was about a couple years ago. Um, a friend of ours, a young adult in our church, had a, she had this, um, she was living on her own with two other roommates. And I don't know if they were necessarily believers or not, but she kept saying there was like a demonic presence in their house. And like things would fall over randomly and things like that. Just like, like an actual physical something going on in that house sure. so what we did is like our whole young adults group is we went to her house and we just we went in and we kind of just worshiped for a while we did like a whole like worship thing and then we just started praying over that whole house and i it was it was funny because it was kind of a spur of the moment thing i didn't even know what was going on until like an hour or two before and i just got randomly invited to go with hmm. and so hmm. we're, we're going there and um I mean, I've heard a few people speak in tongues, like, in our church before, um, but I've never heard it like that on that scale. And that was when I actually was able to speak in tongues for the first time in my life. Mm. And there's just something about it, like, I just felt like the enemy was just holding on to me as much as he could in that moment, just to, just to say, like, oh, you should just be embarrassed, you should be afraid, you should be afraid of all this. And then... I remember saying, I remember everybody was praying in tongues and one of my friends was praying in tongues and you know how you just kind of like, you can't even understand what they're saying, but the Lord allowed me to understand one thing that he said and he actually said the word aquí, which in Spanish means here. And that, as soon as I heard that, I just, I just felt like that was God trying to tell me that he was here and everything was going to be okay. And then from that moment on, I was able to speak in tongues wow. and I just felt the, the, the fire of the Holy Spirit just fall upon me in that moment. And we were able to pray for that house, and that, as far as I know, that 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 house is much better now. And um, and I mean, that's what John the Baptist said. He said right. he baptized you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Yeah. And so fire. so the fire is very important. <laughs> right. You know, it's not a people have this idea. It's a, it's just a language, but it's way more than just a language. It's right. the infilling of the Spirit of, of God with fire. Mm -hmm. And it's that fire that transforms us and takes us to another level, and we do things for God that we never ever thought we'd ever do, you know? Right. Yeah, it's amazing. And then going off of that, um, throughout my whole life, I, uh, I played baseball. That was really like my extracurricular hobby. I never really picked up an instrument or like sing or anything. But after that, after that day, I immediately wanted to join the worship team for my church, and I had no experience like learning mm. music or anything. And uh, our worship leader, she actually asked me a couple of years ago while I was still playing baseball. She was like, hey, um, if you have any, any time, I, I can see your heart out there in the crowd. And I feel like you have a heart for worship. And I looked at her and I told her, I was like, uh, cool, I'll, I'll let you know. But <laughs> I just wasn't, yeah. I wasn't, wasn't ready for that. And I feel like so many times 
in, in our lives, um, people ask for God to reveal things to them in their lives, in their lives, and God would go, look, you just won't be ready for it if I tell you right now. Sure, you just won't sure, believe sure. it. And so that was kind of one of those moments where man, it's like, I don't, I don't see myself being up there. I don't believe in that. And then, and then when I had that Holy Spirit encounter, I, I just immediately, I was like, hey, I know you mentioned this like a couple years ago. I really want to join it. She was like, yeah, feel free to come join. And ever since then, you know, I, that was about a year-ish ago. And um, I, I picked up learning the guitar out of nowhere. Like, so a year ago, you weren't playing the guitar? No. Wow. So a year ago, I, I didn't know how to play. And now all of a sudden, I just kind of taught myself through, through YouTube and, and just learning from friends and things like that. And I've been able to pick up, pick up doing that and practicing on my own. Um, but, and, and so many people in our church are just like, we're so glad that you're on the team who, we never even knew you had this ability. And I'm like, I didn't know either. <laughs> I really didn't. Yeah. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. So that means, I mean, the hand of the Lord's upon you and, um, you know, for people to learn that quickly and then actually be up. I mean, we were in that meeting where you guys did the worship and mm-hmm. you sang those songs and I mean, it looked like you'd been doing this for years. So. It's, it's definitely the anointing and, and the hand of the Lord upon you to do that, which yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah, and that's phenomenal. what I see in a lot of young people. God raised them up overnight, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I play the guitar. I learned uh, to play the guitar by watching my brothers play. Mm-hmm. All my brothers played. And so I'd sit and watch them play their chords, and then I'd go back to my bedroom and sit and try to play the same chords. And, and that's how it was. And then, um, I mean, I learned fairly well, played 12-string guitar and all that stuff. And and then uh, one day in our church in St. Louis, um, I was frustrated with the worship. I felt like we had got to a, a point in worship where we I felt like God wanted to take us to another level, but we couldn't go any further, you know. And I spoke to the Lord one day and I said, I said, what about the worship in the church? It's just like we, we keep hitting a ceiling and we're not going any further. Mm-hmm. The Lord said this to me. He said, take your guitar and you lead the worship. And he said, I'll take it to another whole level. And I said to the Lord, I said, I can't do that because when I pick up my guitar, all the songs I play are out of the 80s and the 70s. <laughs> I, knew, I knew nothing current. I mean, it is crazy. We're talking about this is, you know, in, in, the, in, the, in the mid-90s, yeah. upper 90s. And so the Lord said to me, take you, your guitar and I'll anoint you. And so I showed up at worship practice and <laughs> said, hey, guys, I'm, yeah, we're going to do some songs. And man, everything just like that clicked together and we just went another whole level so I've seen God do this repeatedly over and over you know God can anoint you once the anointing's there um, it'll take you to another whole level and then everybody around about you you know Mm -hmm. and it's not it's not even necessarily how well you play I've seen some professional musicians that it's flat yeah and then there's a guy who's not professional he's struggling but he's anointed. Yeah. And so tell me which one God's going to be using. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every time we ever go, usually right before we, we go out to the stage, we always pray in the room. Right. And there there can be a lot of distractions that happen with, you know, our sound system just buzzing out of nowhere or something cutting out or is somebody playing a wrong note. It's just, that's just all the enemy trying to attack what, what we have that's going on that's good for, for Jesus. So there... We, we, every time we, we something like that happens, it 
it really goes unnoticed. It really does because you don't remember those things. You remember just being in, in in that presence, and that's that anointing that that's falling on the on the place. And so the anointing covers all that. Really, oh, sure. You know, and, and above it covers that, and then some. You know, so like I, that was something I had to really get used to understanding whenever I first started because I was nervous. I, I I never sang in front of people before. I was honestly kind of shy. I never really thought I'd ever be up on stage in front of anybody ever in my life and then the Lord just gave me that confidence it's like look if you mess up who cares mm-hmm. I, I don't care and that's that's the mindset that you just had to well, the Bible does say make a joyful noise yeah make world. a joyful yeah. noise like so if, if you it's... make a joyful noise and your voice cracks I think people are gonna laugh at that you yeah. know what I mean yeah, so so getting back to you now so you said two years ago you mm-hmm. really had a fresh commitment, yeah, and uh, so you started seeing things change a lot in your yeah. life yeah. after you know last two years. Yeah, absolutely. I spent I've spent so much more of my time at my church, um, just volunteering and helping out and things like that. Um, I've you know this coffee shop that we're at right now is owned by our church, and I was able to be blessed with a job here, so I'm able to you know make and save money. Uh, and then like, and the other thing is like. I've been able to see, like, so I don't remember exactly where it says this in the Bible, but, you know, old, um, older people will dream dreams and younger people will see visions. And I had a vision very early on about me being up on the stage and playing guitar in front of people. And this was like a year before I even, this was like right when I started joining the worship team. Thanks in so, the book of Acts. Yeah, just like that. And, and yeah. so that happened to me too. And so things like that in my life, I've, I've really just been, and there was a point too where I was I was kind of lost in the beginning. Like I was going to a four year school, I was in a degree program that I thought I wanted to be in, and God just showed me it's like, hey, look, this isn't exactly what I want for you, and you think you think you want this, but this is what you sure. want. And so He's like, I've given you everything you need to 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 be prosperous and to be where I want you to be, but you've got to make the decision, and you just gotta switch gears a little bit and I did and I, I this just feels right you know what I mean where I'm at in my life and so I've had that that Holy Spirit guidance that helper in my life for me and that I never had before you know yeah, what I mean yeah. growing up and so so if you can encourage anybody listening to the podcast about the Holy Spirit what mm-hmm. are you what are you going to tell them listen listen to the Holy Spirit and you have to understand too that when, 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 Lord, when the Lord talks to you, oftentimes he'll use scripture. And when he does use scripture, you have to make sure that it's, that it's, it's sound scripture. And because the enemy, the enemy will use scripture too. He tempted Jesus in, in the desert, sure. he used scripture against him. But Jesus used scripture to go back against the devil. And, and so that's why the importance is, is knowing the word of God so that way you can recognize that it's the Word of God speaking to you. And when, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you or gives you a vision, take it as if it, it's, it's going to happen. And you know that it's going to happen. And then make steps to making, toward making that happen. When I had that vision about being up on the stage, playing guitar, and leading others into worship, I, 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 didn't, I didn't know how to go about that. I just started picking up a guitar and just learning. But I, I took the steps... So listening is not just hearing, but doing as well. Sure. And so 
that's that's such a huge thing I think as a believer is just listening and obeying and being obedient to the Holy Spirit. And and yes, the thing: the more time you spend in the presence of the Lord, and the more time you spend speaking with God, you get to know the voice of the Lord. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's 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 like before I met my wife, if she had called me on the phone and I would have picked the phone up, I would have said hello, and she would have said, "Hey, this is Anne." I'm like, "Who? Who's this?" I wouldn't have not recognized her. I don't know who she is. I have no clue. Mm-hmm. But today, even if I don't look at my phone and the phone rings and I answer it and um, I hear her voice, I immediately know it's her. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I've spent time with her, I've got to know her, I've got to know her voice. It's the same with the Holy Spirit. The more time we spend in the presence of God, the more we get to know the voice of the Lord. Right. And then when God speaks, we actually listen and obey yeah. immediately. You know what I mean? It's not like God has to take six months to try to get through to us. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've had it where the Lord spoken to me very directly in all hours of the night. And I mean, the moment he calls my name, mm-hmm. I'm full attention. Why? Because I know that is the voice of God and it's coming with an authority. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but it's just about spending time listening to the voice of the Lord. And not and not listening to some kind of crazy voice in your, up in your head, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, we're living in a crazy time right now. The world's whacked out of the tree, and um, you know a lot of voices are being said out there, and a lot of ministers are saying stuff, and some of these guys are saying that it's trash. It's just they're talking trash, mm-hmm. you know. The crazy thing is, there's many Christians that are following. Yeah. And uh, you know, if we just listen to the voice of the Lord. And many times, hey, it's just a still small voice on the inside of your spirit, man. And, and in many cases, it's just a nudge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because he's not forcing you to go do anything. Yeah. He just nudges you. And then if you take the nudge, then he leads you, guides you, and gets you to the place he wants you to be. You know? But um, many people, they just um, they don't know his voice. And so they, they get led astray, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, in the same breath, and I'll, I'll say this for the listeners, that... And just because a man who gets up in a pulpit says something does not necessarily mean to say it's God. Mm-hmm. And uh, so here's what I do. I always take what, what a man says, I line it up with the word. And if I can't back what he's saying by the word, then it's not God. Because God's not going to say anything to us in the days we're living in that doesn't have the word as a foundation. That's the bottom line. The word is always... The Word is our governor. The Word is our foundation, and the Word is what we come back to, and it's God's Word. So why would God now all of a sudden bring out something new, fangled idea, you know what I mean, yeah. that uh, we can't find in the Bible? So that's a, that's a good rule of thumb right there. If you want to learn things by the Spirit, just line it up to the Word. Find the Scripture. You know, um, I often ask people in the meetings, you know, how many of you have been told that you're a loser, you're never going to make it? And listen, many people raise their hands. And I'm like, what scripture was that based upon? So, so what I'm trying to teach people is if somebody comes and gives you a word, ask them for the scripture that backs that up. Mm-hmm. Because there's no scripture in the Bible where it says, I'm a loser and I'm never going to amount to anything. I only see I'm more than an overcomer. I'm blessed of God. I'm the, I'm the apple of God's eye. I mean, there's hundreds of scriptures in my favor. And then some God, he comes along, Sister Bucketmouth comes along and basically tells me I'm a loser. I'm never going to amount to anything. 
and there's no scripture to back that, you know. Yeah. So it's all about it's all about balance. That's what it is. It's about balance of the word, balance of the anointing, and um, just allowing God to do a work, you know. So what do you see ahead of you? What's what's happening? Man, ahead of me, I just. I don't know, and I think I should pray about that more, but because I feel very like happy with where I'm at, and I really don't want my life to change, you know, where where it's at right now. Um, but you know, in the future, um, I mean, I see myself possibly being, a, you know, a worship pastor, worship leader in in some form or another. Um, what about preaching? Preaching. I don't know. See, like, I, I'm, I'm probably going to listen to this in 20 years, and you're going to go, man, you, you didn't even know. But I, <laughs> And that's okay. It's not necessarily that you have to know. Yeah. Because God hasn't taken you down that road yet, right. you know. But yeah. I'm always looking for people that will say, I mean, whatever God wants me to do, I'll do. And listen, for me to be doing what I'm doing, if you had told me that, you know, 35 years ago, I would have said, nah, not okay. going to happen, you know. Um, but God just looked for hungry people, mm-hmm. obedient people, and then he uses it, yeah. you know. And sometimes it's in an area we never ever thought that we would be used that way, you know what I mean? Yeah. So who knows? Maybe God has a plan to put you behind a pulpit one day. Yeah. That makes me smile a little bit. It does. <laughs> makes you smile a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, anything else you want to add to this? No, I mean, I, I, think, I think just going back to what I wanted to say originally about I lived my life going to church and I never really understood what it was truly about. And so, I mean, I lived, I lived my life for church on Sunday, but then I lived my life according to the way I wanted to six days a week. Right. And so many people fall into that category today. And if it, it, God literally, I think, I can't remember exactly where this is, but it's better to be cold or warm, but never be lukewarm because... How is God supposed to do anything with that? You Absolutely. I mean? So, and He does say, if you're lukewarm, He says, "I'll spew you out of my mouth." Yeah, exactly. So God doesn't even want us lukewarm. He wants us either cold or He wants us hot. Right. And uh, I've tried both, and hot is a whole lot better. <laughs> it's a lot better. <laughs> hot is a whole lot better. Well, folks, man, I I've enjoyed today. It's been fun, and. Um, Excited to see what the Lord's doing. Uh, believing this podcast can bless you abundantly, and we're expecting supernatural miracles in your life today. And if there's anything we can leave you with today, press into God like never before. Spend time in prayer, spend time in the Word, and allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you because He's got some big plans ahead for you, great things in store, and we're going to see revival shake the nation of the United States of America and the world. So get ready. God's about to do some great things. Thanks for joining us. We love you. We'll be back soon. If you don't know Jesus and need to rededicate your life right now, pray this prayer with me. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I confess right now that Jesus, you are my Lord and my Savior. Come into my heart, take out the hardened heart, and give me a heart of flesh. Change me, Lord. Let me never be the same again. I repent and turn from my ways. I make you Lord of my life right now. Use me, Lord, in these days we are in. 
I'm ready for your coming and always will be. I love you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul and setting me free. Amen. Now, if you pray this prayer, I would love to hear from you. So please email me at revivalpodcasthb at gmail.com. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Messages of Revival Podcast. For more, subscribe to Messages of Revival Podcast on Anchor, Google Podcast, and iTunes. And share this podcast with somebody that needs to be uplifted and blessed. God bless you.